Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. Welcome with me to Mark, the book of Mark, chapter 6. Are you doing good this morning? Have you had a good week? Three, if you had a good week, the rest of you I'm praying for. Mark chapter 6 and verse 54. It's going to come up on the screen and I'm going to read from the New King James. Um, uh, Where are we? 54. And when they came out of the boat speaking, this is talking of Jesus and his disciples. This is directly after Jesus has walked on the water. When they came out of the boat, immediately, say immediately. Say it like you're awake. Say immediately. Immediately. The people recognized him. They ran. Immediately, the people that were in the region where Jesus just arrived, I want you to get this picture. Jesus has just, he's just got off the boat. He hasn't had a moment to even take a breath, get over the seasickness, nothing like that. Jesus just got off the boat, feet just hit the ground and immediately... Immediately, people saw him and they recognised who he was. They recognised that this is not just some normal fisherman that just got off a boat. They recognised this is the Jesus that we've heard about. They recognised this this guy, the second he landed, they recognised this guy is the one that they've been talking about, the one that can do miracles. This guy is the one that they're saying could be the Messiah. This guy is the healer. This guy is the water walker, the miracle worker. They recognise straight away who he was. And watch what they do. They recognise who he was and they run. These people take off running and it says here that they run through the whole surrounding region. I didn't say that they just ran back home to get one of their friends. This is talking about a large region or a large area. So Jesus gets off the boat. They recognise who he is and they take off running. They don't go up to Jesus and say, hey, welcome to our town. So good to have you. No. They recognise the opportunity that is in front of them and the urgency that that moment demanded and these people take off. Where do they go? They take off to all surrounding regions, it says, and they begin to carry out on beds those who were sick to wherever they heard that he was. They go to their friends who are all sick. They go to their neighbours. They go to their work colleagues. They go to anybody that they know that has a need. And they grab these jokers, they put them on beds and they start running them. I don't know again whether they give these people a choice or not. They grab them and they start running them to where Jesus is. It says, and I want, I'm, I'm taking my time reading this because I want you to capture really what's happening here. It doesn't say that they take them specifically to where they know Jesus is. It says they take him to wherever he's going to be. It shows us, I want you to see the pandemonium state that these people are in. I want you to see the craziness that's going on in this moment. They recognised him. 
Immediately they recognised him. They ran throughout the surrounding region, grabbed sick people, put them on beds, brought them to wherever they heard he was. Wherever he entered, when he went into villages, they went there. When he went into the city, they went there. When he went to the country, this gives you an idea of how big this region is. When, they went, when he went into the country, they went there. They laid the sick in the marketplace and they begged that he might just touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched him were made well. I want you to see how completely unordered this story or this scenario was. This is complete pandemonium. There is no structure to this. There is no order to this. These people recognize the opportunity that is in front of them and the place absolutely goes crazy. Let's keep reading in chapter 7, verse 1. That What we just read about is one group of people that approach Jesus. Craziness. What The reason why I'm painting it, taking time to paint this picture is because what I believe this crazy scenario and this disorder and this mayhem and this pandemonium does is it gives us an idea at this, the level of these people's hunger because they didn't have time to wait until Jesus was ready to preach. They need a miracle right there and then. They didn't have time for an usher to tell them where to stand and to wait their time in queue. There's something crazy about a desperate person. That's what these people are experiencing. And so that's one group of people. Chapter 7, verse 1. Then the Pharisees, these dudes. We've just talked about Hungry, desperate, crazy people. Now we're talking about the Pharisees and some of the scribes came together to him. Having come from Jerusalem, when they saw some of his disciples eat bread with defilement, that is with unwashed hands, they found fault. Hang on a second. We've just painted a picture of Jesus Christ arrived off a boat into a region. You are talking about thousands of people that have just scattered in absolute mayhem to gather all of their friends, all of their sick friends, people that have needs, work colleagues, neighbours, put them on beds, drag them to Jesus. These people are so hungry and have so much faith. They're not even asking Jesus to lay hands on them. They're just saying, at least all I need to do is just grab the hem of your garment. You've got this happening. Then amongst this setting, the Pharisees walk in. They bypass All these miracles. The Bible says they don't even, in fact, even look at Jesus. They look at the disciples. And these idiots are more focused on whether the disciples are scrubbing their hands enough before they eat. They are missing the power of God, the presence of God, 
the miracles that are happening, the breakthroughs that are taking place, all because they are so bound in their religious mindset and their religious thinking. Two groups of people, both in the same presence of God. Isn't it powerful that somebody can come into the presence of God yet not be touched. We've preached from pulpits that all you need to do is just get to Jesus. And I've preached that and I believe that to a point. But I want to show you through this story that in a sense, it's not just about you getting to Jesus as much as it is the state of your heart on the way to Jesus. Because it's not enough to just get to Jesus if your heart is hardened and you're not hungry for God, you're going to walk away with nothing. You've got to come to Him with an expectation and a hunger in your heart that says, I believe that you are the God that I've read about and the stories I believe in and I need a touch from you today. There are two groups of people here. Both have approached Jesus. Both have come into the presence of God. And watch this. Both of them actually found what they were looking for. Because at the end of those few verses that talk about the first group, it says that every single person that touched the hem of his garment got healed. And the last thing it says in those few verses that talk about the second group, it says that the Pharisees found fault. The Pharisees came looking for what was wrong with what was going on. And you know what? They found it. Because whatever you're looking for, Whatever you're focused upon, you know what? That's what you're going to see. I am amazed at how you can sit in church sometimes and be sitting beside somebody and one person, all they can see is how it's too dark, it's too light, it's too loud, it's too soft. They shouldn't be singing that song. They should sing more of this song. And you can be sitting right behind that same person and you can't see a thing because your eyes are so full of tears because of the touch of God, because of the presence of God. It's all about your focus. What do you see? These people saw Jesus come off the boat. And it says that they immediately. See, understand they had heard it. We know this because it says that they went up to Jesus and they said, can you just let us touch the hem of your garment? Because they had heard about the woman with the issue of blood that touched the hem of his garment. They had heard a word. That's what I like about these people. They put faith. They had just heard a word that someone got healed like that once before. That's what I like about this group of people. They didn't wait hold back and say, let's just, let's just see about this dude. I don't know about this cat. I mean, you know, touching the hem of his garment, what is that? We never heard of that. Because we're always hesitant to embrace something that's different. But sometimes our breakthrough will come in the box of different. And sometimes we miss out on our breakthrough. It's not because God hasn't delivered it. We just didn't like the package that it came in because we like doing what we're used to. And we like sticking to the form of what we're used to. But what if God delivers your breakthrough in a box that you're not used to? Don't miss it because you just don't have the faith to embrace different. And they, and they, 
they don't stand back. They could have stood back and said, Jesus, walking on water. I don't even know. Do you think he walked on water? Do you think? I don't know. i never seen no one walk on water. Have you seen anyone walk on water? No, no, I've never seen no one. Isn't he just a fisherman? He's a fisherman. He, I don't even think this cat can preach that good. I don't understand. Where, where, should we just, let's give him a minute. Let's give Jesus a minute. Let's watch from a distance. See, this is what the Pharisees would often do. They were often around Jesus. I'm amazed at how many scenarios we read of in the Bible where the miracle working power is happening in somebody's life and there are Pharisees off to the distance just watching and waiting. The story that we were talking and one of the stories I referred to last week about the four men that brought their friend paralytic to Jesus. The Bible actually says in that story, if you look at it, that it says that there were Pharisees standing by and the wording says this, it says they were standing by and then it says this powerful thing and it says, and the presence of God was present to heal them. Hang on. The presence of God was present to heal the Pharisees, which means that there were some scribes and Pharisees that needed a touch from God as well and God was willing and God was there and God was able, but because of the state of their heart that they were just, Listen to the wording, standing by, just off to the side, because it's not enough to just be there. Your heart's got to be hungry. It's not enough to just show up to Bible study during the week. Your heart's got to be hungry. It's not enough to just go to service and tick a box. You will walk away the same and simply that, it'll just tick a box. But if you want an encounter with God, you've got to have a heart that says, you know what, come hell or high water, I'm walking out of here tonight with a breakthrough in Jesus Christ's Name. And I believe that He is the God I read about and He can do it in my life. These people, it says that they did it immediately. Isn't it bizarre that this group of people, they don't, they don't talk to Jesus. I mean, if it was us, I would go up and say, hey, listen, Jay, heard about the, the healing and I heard about the hem of the garment. Could you do that again? Stay right here. Give me five. I'm going to go get my buddy. Promise me you're going to do it. Hey, hey. G, J, J, listen, I don't want no spit. My buddy's never been to church before. Don't spit on this cat. I need, listen, the deal is this, hem of the garment, touch, healing, okay? Stay right here, I'm coming back. Because we only want to step out on a guarantee. We don't want to step out on a maybe, Because that's what these people did. They ran, they took off running to get their friends without a guarantee that their friends were going to get healed. But there was enough faith inside of them that they were willing to just step out on a maybe. I know that that's such a simple word for us to hear in church on a Sunday morning. But if you catch this in your spirit, that maybe your miracle is on the other side of a maybe. See, we're so often waiting for a guarantee. The problem is, if you're waiting for a guarantee, a guarantee doesn't require any faith because it's a guarantee. And if it doesn't require faith, there's no miraculous power involved because God does things by faith. What's 
was waiting for you on the other side of a maybe. Maybe, maybe your breakthrough that you're believing for in your mind and in your thinking and the freedom that you need, maybe that's going to happen this week. No one wants to shout because we want a guarantee. We want someone to come up and say, I just heard from God that you're gonna get a breakthrough this week. Well, I didn't feel like God told me to tell you that. I felt like God told me to tell you that maybe something great is gonna happen in your life this week. And I just need to know if there's anyone here that has the faith to reach up to heaven and grab a hold of a maybe. Maybe you're about to get blessed. Maybe you're about to get healed. Maybe God's about to move. Maybe your marriage is about to turn around and maybe your kids are coming back. I wish I could find a few hundred people that would just believe God off a maybe. Maybe He's going to do it. What would happen if you started waking up in the morning and just saying, you know what? I know it's just a normal day, but maybe... I might get a miracle today. I feel that in my spirit. I'll preach this to myself if no one gives me an amen. Maybe something's going to happen in my life. See, what was so great about David? David went to the river. Remember that? David goes, he sees Goliath. He sees Goliath out on the field. You've got to understand that he's just a kid. David is a kid. And he sees Goliath out there. This big old fat giant, he's got a sword, he's got a spear, he's got a shield. He's out there on the field. He's been smoking dudes for years. And David David sees him out there and he says, man, what am I going to do? And he goes to the stream and he picks up five maybes. I've seen God do this before with a lion. I've seen him do it with a bear i never seen him do it with a giant though. But maybe, you know what? Let's get five of them just in case. Because if the first one doesn't drop this joker, you better know I'm going for the second one real quick and I've got a few backups just in case because I don't have a guarantee. I've just got a maybe. This is what he had. And he put, he put this dude, puts five maybes in his bag. And the Bible says that David went out onto the battlefield and he didn't say, it doesn't say he hesitantly just went little bit by little bit. No, no, no. It says that this joker runs toward Goliath. Running just off a few maybes. I don't know about you, church, but I read that again and that stirred my heart. And I thought, you know what? I think I might start running off a few maybes that I read in Scripture that maybe He is going to bless me. Maybe He is going to turn it around. Maybe He is about to do something great in my life. And maybe God's about to move like He's never moved before. What is on the other side of your maybe? Maybe, maybe your friends are going to get saved at, Harvest Festival, Harvest Crusade. Maybe they will. You know what? Maybe they won't. But if they don't, we keep trusting Him. 
Because remember last week, I don't trust the process. I trust the person of Jesus. So whether Jesus does it at Harvest Crusade or not, I'm going to do what I'm told to do. And that's just keep bringing them, keep bringing them, keep believing, keep stepping out. And maybe God will do it. The rest is up to Him. Once you give Him praise for about 10 seconds, if you believe that He's able and maybe God will do something. Maybe. They left Jesus. They recognised. They recognised who He was. They recognised what He could do. And they had heard about it before. And that was enough for these people to take off running. They didn't wait for Him to do it. That would be us, wouldn't it? I would be like, hey, Jesus, listen, can we get like, can we do a test run here for a sec? Come on, because I'm going to bring this dude and he's pretty messed up and I just need to know that you're going to come through. Like, let's grab this blind guy. Hey, Scoot, come here, come here. Listen, stand there. Let's do a quick one. Just, just quick. Come on, do a quickie. Just a quickie. You can do it real quick. Touch him, spit, do whatever you want. I don't even know this guy. It doesn't matter, but I just need him to see that you can heal him. Because we want to, base our faith off what we see. But the Bible says that faith comes by hearing. So these people, how did they find out about a woman that touched the hem of his garment and got healed? They, they heard about it. And when they heard the word that came to them about what Jesus did. They attached their faith to what they heard and that was enough for them to go and get their friends because their faith came by what they heard. A few years ago, when uh, Caressa and I were, um, were we, we were trying to get pregnant and we couldn't get pregnant for some time and, and uh, Caressa had been, you know, it had been a, sort of a little bit of a fear of hers um, and uh, as she, you know, growing up that, you know, it was something that the enemy had tried to use. And uh, so it'd been a fear of hers. So when it didn't sort of happen the first time or the second time, while the trial runs were great for me, but um, for Caressa, <laughs> it was, it was, <laughs> some of you will get that on the way home and <laughs> never come back. Um, but <laughs> if at first you don't succeed... Um, okay, let's get back to spiritual. Um, and, and, uh, and it wasn't happening. And so we, uh, we started praying and it was during the, uh, it was during the fast. And, uh, and so we're praying and, and, uh, Caressa had a doctor's appointment scheduled for a, uh, a morning that, uh, that she was going to go to the doctors and they were going to check what was going on and, and hopefully give us some sort of report of, of, you know, what might be stopping this from happening. And she woke up that morning and she came to me and she said, listen, I've been praying and I feel, um, I feel like God has told me not to go to the doctors. She said, and I'm not, hear my heart, I'm not discrediting doctors. We've got many doctors that go here to the church. Um, and I believe absolutely that God uh, uses the hands of doctors and I praise God for that. Um, but we felt in this, in this uh, that Caressa felt um, not to go to this appointment. Um, to just to just cancel the appointment and we're just going to keep praying and believing and understand this appointment it was just to get some tests done and see and um, and so that's what we did and we were fasting so um, we went to this smoothie place because when you fast that's what you do you pretty much blend every food that you would normally eat into a blender 
And, you know, first time I've ever had steak blend, blended, but um, I didn't. I didn't do that. Some of you are like, oh, really? No, I didn't. Um, we went to this smoothie place, and we're in this smoothie place, and I said to Chris, I'm going to go and get, get some coffees, and, and I'll come back here. So I walked off to get coffee to the cafe, and, and I'm coming back. And as, as I'm coming back, I look in there. I can see through the window of the front of the smoothie place, Caressa's standing there, and, and she's holding the hands, both hands of, of one of her divine leaders that goes here to the church. And she's holding her hands and both of them are crying. This is in the middle of the, of the, of the smoothie place. And they're both standing there crying. Um, you know, and, and, and sometimes your wife's hormones are, you do different things. And so often tears don't always mean something bad um, or necessarily something good. Sometimes they just mean that, I mean, I don't know, I'm still learning this whole thing, but... It, <laughs> So um, I've learned to just give it some space and from a distance just be like, this is, you, this is understood across all marriages. All marriages understand this. It's the pose that men give when we have completely no idea of what to do, but it just means this. I'm with you. Whatever you need, which God only knows what that is. I don't. I've been trying to work it out for years, but I'm here. I'm here. So I stood outside the smoothie place and I was, hey. And she finished and, and she came out and she's got tears coming down her face. And, and, uh, and, she's, she looked, and I said, what's... what's What's going on? Is this good or is it bad? You know, and and she said, "That's I, I just God is so good." And I said, "What?" And she said, and she told me what this divine leader had said. Our keys can come, or I'm going to keep preaching for too long. Um, and so she she started telling me what this divine leader had said. This particular divine leader, a few nights earlier, um, while she was sleeping, had a dream, and the dream was simply this: she just had a vivid picture in her dream of Caressa standing there and that there was a blue light shining around Caressa's stomach. That was the dream that she had. So she woke up the next day and she said to the Lord, Lord, if you want me to tell this to Caressa, um, to build her up, to encourage her, because that's what prophecy is. Sometimes we think the prophecy is there to call out people. Say, no, it's not. It's there for the edification and to build people up. And, and she said, God, if you want me to tell Caressa this, then I, I want you to randomly caused me to cross paths with her just randomly and so this particular divine leader that morning is driving down the road and the Holy Spirit spoke to her and said walk into that to that smoothie place this divine leader had never once in her life been into this smoothie place that we were in so she pulls over to the road and walks into the smoothie place and walks in there and there is no one in the smoothie place except Caressa and she said this and God said to her this is the moment tell her so she says to Cressa, I just had this dream. I don't know what this means for you. She didn't know that we were trying to get pregnant. She didn't know that Caressa was, had been specifically praying for a boy. And she said, I just had this picture of you with a blue light around your stomach. And Caressa, of course, burst into tears because that's what she'd been asking God for. And so we, we walk out. And we, because we'd been fasting and the Holy Spirit said to her, Cressa walks out, the Holy Spirit says to, her, says to her, look at your watch. She's like, what do you mean? Looks at her watch. 
her scheduled appointment time was for 10 a.m. that that morning. Cressa looks at her watch as 10.15 in the morning. If she hadn't been obedient to God, she would have never been where God put her in that smoothie place to get that word that He wanted her to get. But this is why I'm telling you this story. We're in the middle of a fast. We're fasting. We've been going like seven days at that point fasting. And we come out and Caressa and I, we start walking to the car. And Caressa starts going off in a different direction. I said, where are you going? She said, I'm going to get something to eat. I said, hang on, what are you talking about? We're in the middle of a fast. And she says, I'm not, you are. I just got my word. I don't need to fast anymore. I don't know about you, but I wanted to know if you got the faith that will grab a word before you see the word come to pass in the natural. Will you believe God off just a word? Will you grab a promise out of the word of God and say, you know what? You don't have to show me it come manifest in the natural. I just got to believe it in the spirit and put faith in a word that God's about to do something great in your life. Why don't you get on your feet and give God Praise for about 30 seconds. If you're believing that a maybe is about to happen in your life. Stay standing, I'm gonna close. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were blessed.